when I left in year 12, it was very much like, this is not really for me. Like, I've kind of worked out of school for a long time. I'd got to the point where I was like, it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. Like, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of In Pursuit of Passion, produced by Empart Media and hosted by myself, Hamish Hallett. And in today's episode, I was joined by Kyle Stanger, the founder of Boys Get Sad Too. And in this episode, you will learn so much from Kyle, such as backing yourself all the way, celebrating the small wins, and not setting expectations on what to achieve with our passions. So sit back, relax, and let's pursue this passion. Hello, Carl Stanger. Welcome to In Pursuit of Passion. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, I'm doing fantastic. Really, really appreciate, you know, you have coming onto this podcast. And, um, you know, I think your journey and what you do now is so, so fascinating. You were like between the ages of, you know, five to 12, 12 years old, you were an actor. You were yeah. sort of um, the voice of the Hover Lump in Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. What was the story behind that? Come on, what was the story um, behind that? So, yeah, I have had a bit of an unconventional upbringing. It's a very interesting um, topic to start with as well, because I think mm, the reason I'm here now and how life has panned out for me, sound, I sound like I'm really old, um, has a lot to do with having that very unconventional upbringing. So, so essentially my mum always wanted to be a performer, dancer, but the typical story of they never had enough money to send her to dance classes. So naturally when my older sister was born, she put her straight into like baby ballet, like to try and fulfill the dream through my sister. And then, yeah, basically I, I landed, um, lumpy when I was five, but I was working from baby in pamper. I did a pampers commercial. So I was the bum at one point on the pampers commercial. <laughs> no I way. Loads of, yeah, I did loads of different stuff. And, um, when I was a baby, obviously I didn't know what was going on. And then kind of when I started to realize what it was, my parents kind of, yeah, okay. It's pro- like probably not for you. Like I didn't really want to do it or I was shy or whatever. Um, and then I just kind of realized that I was, I was good. Like I was, whatever I was doing, I was doing something right. Cause I just seemed to land myself in, um, good situations and, and yeah. Um, yeah, it feels like years ago now. Yeah. But, um, yeah it's been, in, it's been interesting. And it, I think it was maybe just my parents identified or from going for these kind of things as a kid. Um, I found myself in good situations enough for my parents to be like, okay, like he's obviously got something that these people that are looking for, I mean, young actors, he's obviously doing something right. So they just kept pushing me. And I was very much like, Oh, I don't really want to do it. And I mean, I was kind of that kid. Um, but my parents were always very like, we know best you're good at this like although you don't want to do it your record of like what you're doing and what you're achieving is phenomenal for a kid who didn't really want to do it really um i mean i wanted to do it but i think at the time i just was more interested in playing football and and it's a lot of pressure on on a, a young child but i suppose my parents saw from an early age that i was capable and that the people that were booking these kind of jobs 
were capable and they were like, look, I was never very academic. So I think they realized from early, like they had to push me into this to, to, to try and give me some kind of future away from being academic because it just wasn't very, like, it just wasn't for me. Mm. When did you realise then, was there a particular moment you had when you kind of realised, you know what, acting is just not for me? And you're kind of telling your parents, look, stop pushing me to these adverts. Like, <laughs> stop doing this. Like, when when was that moment? I don't think I ever, it, it wasn't necessarily like I was like, stop pushing me to do it kind of thing. It was more, I think, being like, a, I was quite a stroppy young child like I would always be like oh I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that um I knew it was good for me at the time but I suppose when you're like we're talking like five years old like when I yeah it's very young like to do the voiceover for a tv character at five years old like we're talking like hefty hours you're expected to behave like an adult like Mm if you don't get the lines you're on like you used to be on live link to to the states so obviously we would be in the studio after school for say four hours say from like six um five till eight or whatever three hours four hours whatever it was on a friday evening i'm like five or six years old i've been at school all week i've I've got probably more things on my agenda that i want to do than stand still and be quiet the whole week and i i mean I'm self, I'm self-diagnosed ADHD. And back then I probably was, was kind of off the wall a bit. And when you're on live link to the States and it would be early in the morning for them sometimes, of course, like it wasn't the easiest job for them to get me to say the lines as they wanted it. And it isn't an easy task for a five-year-old to do. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I always did it. I always did it. I did it through school after lumpy. I did commercials. I spent a lot of my time my schooling life out of school, every school I went to, my parents kind of had that initial conversation of like, this is what our son does. And we hope that this is something you're going to support him in to give him that time off. So I used to get work sent with me wherever I was going. Um, and yeah, I, I pretty much did it until I started Boys Get Sad too. So I, I kind of went from five years old the whole way to 21 years old and I kind of left school and did it full time for like three years. Um, mm. So I never really said no to them. I was just used to like, you know, five years old. And when, when there's so much pressure involved, it's something you kind of like, mm. Oh, okay, then I'll do it if I have to. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. I mean, even though the acting career didn't happen for you, you still mm. had something within your sort of early school years, which I found quite interesting when I, doing a bit of research about you, there was a line from The Evening Standard where it said along the lines of, you know, his creative and entrepreneurial instincts meant he did not sit well in a classroom. Mm. Do you think this is an accurate statement about you and your time at school, do you feel? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, a- a- absolutely. Um, the school system for me was, uh, I don't know how to was very confused and didn't play to my strengths. Um, I think we kind of touched on it slightly earlier. It come into my head of like, I remember being about maybe five, six or seven years old. And I remember it was almost like a given, like at parents evening in my head anyway, that it was always going to be like, Kyle's not very academic. He's not doing very well, but like he's good at sport. And obviously like he's doing stuff outside school, which is going to be like hopefully mean he's okay it was only 
when I got to like year seven or eight and had one teacher, um, it was an English teacher. And I felt like he was the first teacher that was like, hang on a minute. Like, I don't know who's told you like that you you're not capable, but like, that's absolutely rubbish. I'm not letting you just like mess around and play off as like, Oh, I'm just like not academic. So I'm just not going to bother. And, um, it was kind of from that stage of like year seven, year eight, that like my academic changed a lot. Like I did become, I wouldn't say I was like in my books all the time. I was still like a bit lazy and didn't really want to revise and stuff. But, um, by the time I left school, I left with reasonable amount of grades and I got quite good results and I enjoyed school, I think more than anything, but it still didn't, it still, it still wasn't when I left in year 12, it was very much like, this is not really for me. Like Mm. I've kind of worked out of school for a long time i've tried to do school i've tried to make it work and although i really enjoy the learning side of it i I felt like i wasn't fulfilling my purpose what yeah well what, what i was what i was receiving in terms of like grades or the the direction i was going i'd got to the point where i was like it, it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore like i don't want to go to university so why i was like why am i here like What's the point in getting the A-levels at, at not very good grades if I'm not going to go to university anyway? Like, So I left after year 12 because I was like, what's the point? And all my friends were like, you're stupid. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And I, at the time, like school had got made me quite miserable um, at the time. Um, and I, I, I had like a long chat with my parents and they were like, um, look, like just leave school and, and try and see if you can sort of work on yourself, find, find a bit more of a happy, happy balance in your life. And worst case scenario, you just go back to school. And I was just like, I didn't want to go to uni. I'd, I'd been to uni open days. I decided that it wasn't for me. The one course that I wanted to do at uni, when I went and saw it, it like in person, it was so disappointing um, that I just was like, yeah, I'm just, I, it just didn't make any sense. And I was always like, I love working to achieve something or having a goal to go towards. Mm. And it was like, okay, well, getting a, getting an A in like A levels wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't the goal. It was always to try and get to the next stage, if you know what I mean for me. Yeah. Um, and because I didn't want to get to any further in education, I just was like, I might as well leave now and try and do something else. So, mm. yeah. Oh, that's, that's a completely understandable. And you know what is, it's interesting because I resonate with that with your, what you just said a lot, because, so if you don't know, I have, um, an auditory processing disorder. Don't know if you know what that is or heard of it. No, no. Give me a quick rundown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll do a good, quick run round, um, or quick rundown. There you go. So I can't get my words out today. Um, sure. Basically it's essentially where, um, I process things a lot slower than other people. So mm. let's say me and you are having a conversation like we're doing now. I might be processing what you're saying a little bit slower. Now, I know you said you had ADHD and it's slightly yeah. similar, but it's just a little bit different from it. And during my own school years, I did feel quite misunderstood and had a very similar story where you just said about one English teacher supporting me and saying, actually, Hamish has got ability. He's not yeah. dumb. He's not stupid. Like he's yeah. actually got academic ability. Mm. And to be honest, I felt very misunderstood at school. And I want to ask, like, did you feel misunderstood at school? 
Um, I I was like I was like a class clown. I would. Yeah. I was like I was like. I, I'm 100% the person that, like, when I left school, um, I was miserable. I ended up, like, going to the doctors and having talking therapy and stuff because mm-hmm. I, I got, like, to quite a low point in, like, my mentality and my mood and I had quite bad anxiety at the time. And you would have never known. Like, you would have never known having why, gone Why is that? Why is that? So, I, so- I'm just very good at like cut like covering up the fact yeah. that i was miserable with my situation at the time with like mm-hmm. being loud and like yeah like joking around because i went to a boys school as well so it's even easier to just like get involved in the whole like camaraderie of school mm-hmm. and like what 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 the environment is like and to really neglect the fact that I mean, there's, there's more things going on that's just typical of me anyway though like i'll always overcompensate with like i don't know if I'm worried about something, try and like throw myself into it more to overcompensate by the fact that like, I don't want to he- like almost hesitate, if you know what I mean. So that was kind yeah. of me at school, really, I suppose. And I think because maybe I was academically not as gifted as everyone else, but say I'd, I was in all top sets at school, I would probably try and compensate by being the one that would talk up all the time and being the one that would like always want to answer the questions or whatever, because... I knew like in terms of like pen and paper, my academic lacked. So I felt like I had to make up for it in other ways. And also I just do like a laugh and joke. (laughs) My personalities. Oh, completely. I mean, I can, I can definitely tell you're like that kind of joker kind of coming through here. So it's all good. Um, I'm guessing because you just said like how you wanted to always be like the person to put your hand up in class and stuff. Um, It seems like you wanted to prove something wrong or prove the people wrong it seems is that a good statement to say or not really no 100 percent. yeah I, I have like if if someone said to me what what drives me i have like a a weird um i have a i can't even i can't even think about how to describe it maybe it's affinity i think affinity might be the right word mm. i have a weird affinity with remembering all the periods of time where people have said to me like oh you won't do that and like i have them like stored in my head for like through school my business teacher said to me like oh you'd be lucky to stack fruit and veggie in asda like and i and like he probably throw away comment. He probably doesn't even remember it. It, it was probably like, would you, like I said, it was probably banter in the class. He thought mm. he was being funny. Like teachers used to say stuff all the time. We used to say stuff to teachers. It was probably so minor. Like he wouldn't even remember it. I don't, do you mean, probably didn't even think it would affect me. But even to this day, like when I'm like needing that motivation to to get something done, I will draw back to that kind of in my head where I'm like, yeah, like when he said that, I remember being like, oh, I'm going to make sure that you like know that when the time comes that like you were definitely wrong about saying that. Like, and like I said, he probably didn't even remember saying it and probably didn't even mean it in a bad way. But for some reason I've got this like thing in my head where like, maybe, maybe it's again, it's coming up. We're having, I feel like we're having a psychology, like, uh, yeah, uh, but you know what's so interesting though? I've exactly had the exact same experience as well. This is weird talking yeah. because I've actually exactly had a similar experience where teachers put me in bottom set, for example, slightly different from your story where put me in bottom set, and I was like, oh, no, you're wrong. I was very stubborn, like you. 
Yeah. And I was like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. So again, it's, it's very, very similar um, sort of kind of story, which is interesting. Yeah. I feel like that must have really motivated you, to, for example, to sort of start to come out of school, leave school at age of age 17 to really kind of start your business and start Boys Get Sad too. That must have really sort of drove you. Yeah, well, I think it, it, it it's just... It's a situation of like I all when when we're talking about like maybe like me being loud and and whatever I think it's it's probably all feeds back into that like maybe deep down in my head I always feel like I want to prove to people that I'm like on the same level I, I mean I'm not like very book smart academic but I would like to think that if you like sliced me open and you was able to like look inside like what my brain and my intelligence that like yes I may have not got amazing grades and there's so I know so many people like it but actually like I my ability to do certain things is like at a high level whether that's not the same as everyone else's and I think even to even today when I'm like meeting with business people or whoever it is I always have that thing in my head of like I hope I'm coming across like I'm intelligent or I hope I'm coming across and and they're thinking, oh yeah, he's actually like smart. And I know, I know that's a weird thing to say, but it's like, I think I always felt like I was like the joker kind of a bit stupid and everyone was like, oh, that's just the like stupid kid that's kind of got himself in like the good sets or that's just mm-hmm. the stupid that like, he's not very smart at all. Like, and I think I've always had that in my head of like, I feel like I've constantly got to prove myself to myself, but I feel like I've got to prove myself to the people around me. And I don't care what people think, but I think I care what I think of myself in the situation. Like if I was another person watching me, I would like to think that I come across as someone who, do you know what I mean? knows what they're doing or at least is a decent person and has a relative amount of brains because I suppose maybe I felt like I was counted out from, do you know what I mean? And you can't count kids out. Like how, yeah. how on earth a teacher can say a seven-year-old is not, oh, they're, they're not very academic at seven or eight or nine. Even when you get to like 13, 14, 15, how they can say, oh, well, yeah, they're not very smart, whatever and completely count them out and have that kind of like, I think it it causes a lot of toxic behavior further down the line when you um, say that to someone, not necessarily toxic, but you know what I mean? It it builds up a thing of like, yeah, I've got to prove myself. I've got to prove myself or I'm not as good as everyone else. And some people react in a really good way, which hopefully I hope it it benefited me, even though, I mean, it might sound like it didn't, but for some people, I think it would make them really shrink back and be like, oh, if they're telling me I can't do it, then I might as well just not just not make an effort or might as well not try yeah no completely because i feel like because a lot we've had a lot of guests who's had similar adversities to you for example where Mm. sometimes adversity can really drive you towards your passion drive you towards change um but then i i agree with you when you said like sometimes that idea of like you know if someone says you can't do it some people then sunk sunk into it right and and stop doing it you know what i mean and i also just want to know like because I, I think at the time, I think your dad um, was suffering from depression during your yeah. early years. Yeah. What kind of toll did this have on you? When you're, um, when you, yeah. How did that kind of have a, have on you, really? I mean, I, I was talking about this last night, actually. I was out at an event and we were, I was talking about when you're a child and you're supporting someone who has 
um, mental health condition, or I suppose any condition, right? Physical, yeah. mental, anything. You, you you don't really know anything else. Like I, I never, I never, I never sat with myself and was like, oh, I'm really hard done by, or well, why is my dad like this? Or do you know what I mean, it just wasn't like that. It was just what life was like. It was only once I had my own problems that I really thought to myself, oh, that probably wasn't like, that the, not everyone had to deal with that. And do you know I mean, you kind of then realize that maybe things that you dealt with or do you know what I mean, the experiences you had wasn't normal, not that they were necessarily bad. I mean, I, I pride myself on the fact that everything that's happened has built me into the person I am. And I'm extremely like proud of who I am. And I think I'm a nice person and my heart's in the right place. And I've taken everything that's been like a negative situation and like harvest that all in the most positive way. And, and especially with boys get sad too. And that story of like my dad having depression and me having to support him from a very early age and understanding what it's like to live with someone who, do you know what I mean? behavior can change and they, I mean, have low moods and high moments and yeah, like, do you know what I mean? And I've, I've used all of that to get me to here. And if I hadn't have lived through that experience and if he hadn't have lived through that experience, then I wouldn't be in this current position now where I'm able to support and help people through, do you know what I mean? An idea that I had in my bedroom because mm. I felt a certain way about, a topic. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. had I not gone through that, then I maybe wouldn't have sat there and been like this idea that sounds absolutely like crazy. I'm going to start a clothing brand that's going to raise awareness for mental health. And I'm going to try and spread it all over the world may have been like, Oh yeah, whatever. But because I felt so strongly about the topic, in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, mm. because I felt so strongly about the subject and the topic and wanting to make a difference, the idea of how difficult, when people come up with ideas, right? The first thing's like, oh, that's not going to work because of this or because of this. Mm. I never had any of that. It was always just like, it is going to work. Like, because I believe in this so strongly that, well, it, it, I, I never had any, any expectations. It was just wanting to help a couple people, one person, just to make a little bit of a difference in it by accidentally grew into something. Even this is despite, by the way, having no business experience whatsoever, by the way, mm. just to add that little context into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, didn't. I, I did. I did. Um, I did uh, business studies at school. Yeah. Um, and I think I got a D in year one. Oh, wow. Oh. I think it's got a D in year one. And yeah. if anyone has listened to this and thinks about doing business studies at school um, or thingy, obviously do it if you want to. But my recommendation <laughs> would be that YouTube will give you a far better understanding of uh, business, um, how to start a business, how to run a business, how to generate revenue, how to sort out your books, than going to um, do it at A level. And I'm probably there's probably better subjects that you could do at a level or GCSE and you can learn all that stuff that they'll teach you in your own time. Probably 90% of it you don't really need or, I mean, you'll learn 
through doing something and there's probably a better use of that subject or do you know I mean you don't need to learn it at all you can just teach yourself and like that is 100% the truth because I I've kind of always been a little bit business savvy but I never had a business I never run any businesses do you know I mean I, I didn't have any advisors or people funding me or do you know I mean any anything like that it was literally just I come up with an idea I thought oh I'm gonna give it a go and yeah that was kind of it yeah yeah. Do you feel like life, this is going to be quite a deep question I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're already, we're already going quite deep anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might as well just say yeah, it. Yeah, I like the deep ones. Do you think life is the best form of education over the traditional form of education? Um, I think for the right people, 100%. I used to actually, people used to be like, that is the cringiest bio, but on my Facebook, (laughs) on my Facebook, I must've been what about 17. I used to have, when it said university, I used to have the university of life in my bio. (laughs) (laughs) I removed it years after because like a couple of friends were like, it's so cringy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think for the right people, I think for people like me, yeah, I, I, I should have probably been spent a lot more time doing like maths and English at school and like mm-hmm. getting like a really good, like, do you know I mean, basics and then should have been just put straight into kind of like work or straight into like hands on doing stuff rather than going and learning things like algebra because I, I, I didn't, I haven't retained any of the information. So it was absolutely pointless, but all of my best moments and all of the things I've learned to get me here right now has been that practical, um, experience that I had outside of school. And I'm very fortunate. There's lots of sacrifices doing that thing at an early age you have to do, but it gave me a amazing like work ethic and un- work ethic and understanding. Cause once I left school, it was like going into work was easy. Like I felt it was like going for a job interview was like second nature because I'd been for like hundreds of castings over my years that like I, I, I used to just walk into like job interviews. I went for a few job interviews in the city when I left school um, and just felt so comfortable. And like, I just think for every child, uh, kid, young, young man, young girl, I mean, being able to have that experience, like you said, like kind of normal education over kind of like learning as you go um, for the right people. I think they just, just able to flourish so much faster. Um, And there's a lot of like, not very important topics and things that you learn at school, which is just really a bit of a waste of time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I, I mean, we read some good books and stuff and like, but really for most of it, you think, I don't understand why, why it's still like that though. Like yeah. why, why there hasn't been more change in terms of like, I remember doing my first tax return and being like, why haven't like we been taught how to do this? Like I did business studies for a, a year and I don't even think they even mentioned what like being self-employed and doing a tax return was like, maybe I just don't remember, but I, I don't remember ever talking about tax returns and how to do one. And do you know what I mean? But they're like the really things you need or like no one ever talks about like, <laughs> what bills you have to pay in your house and how you pay them and all these kind of things that like is actual practical stuff that you actually need in life. To sort of um, diverge a little bit into, you know, boys get sad too again. Like, you know, from a four-word scribble, 
putting mm. samples up on Facebook in July 2018 to then yeah. having a pop-up show. I mean, that is like um, a store, sorry. Having a pop-up yeah. store, that journey is, is incredible to think about. But like, how do you feel when you see your brand in the world, especially when it was just an idea, as you said, on a notepad in your bedroom? Yeah, I mean, it's one of them situations of I don't think I quite appreciate how crazy like the journey is Mm. because I've been in it the whole time and I've seen it like grow slowly. I always remember, I can't even remember who it was. I follow a lot of like business related people on Instagram now. And there was a guy guy basically, I think one of the American business like faces. And he was just basically like, there's never one like explosion moment for 99.99% of business owners or musicians or sports people. There's never like a I go from zero to hero in one night. It's like a constant step by step put together. And then when you look back 10 years later, you're like, whoa, we've come a long way now. Like for 99, you get the occasional person that will blow up overnight and go from zero to known worldwide, but it just doesn't tend to happen like that for the majority. And like, because you're just plodding along, it always just feels like, not saying you haven't come that far, but do you know I mean it just you just feel like you're on the journey rather than going yeah. from so when I look back I'm like wow like a lot has changed but I suppose because you're just taking it step by step you still just kind of focus on taking the next step as opposed to looking back and kind of like being like yeah but I mean it, it's, it's unbelievable how it's it, it's all played out and I think the the number one reason that we've got to this stage right now and the 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 one thing that i think is the total key to the whole success story was that i was willing to sacrifice so many things that you would have wanted to do at that age for 95% of people because I wanted to 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 get boys get sad to to a a real business stage after say six months of running it I was like okay this is something I want to do like I'm very passionate about this and then I was willing to sacrifice say another twelve to eighteen months um, I never took any took took any wage from the business um, I I was working as an actor model making barely anything took no overheads. I didn't lease a car. Like I had a phone contract and I used to go for like a little bit of food occasionally. And I just kept my finances so lean. And like my girlfriend at the time was like, Oh, we want to move out. And I was like, no, like, do you mean we, I don't want to do that. And like, do you know what I mean? People would be going on expensive holidays and buying nice cars. And I was like, no, I can't like, do you know what I mean? I just, I just couldn't afford it. And I wasn't willing to get a full-time job because I knew that I wanted to spend my time posting on Instagram and chatting to, I used to just like sit up all night on Instagram for like two, three hours a night and just like message people like that would follow us and have like conversations with them over like thingy about like this thing that I was doing. And like, I used to do it for hours and hours and hours and hours like in, in the in the very infancy when I didn't have any money for marketing or whatever. I just wanted to talk to people about this idea that I had and try and say, look what we can do. And do you know what I mean, we, we were talking, we we're talking like doing like 
five sales a month to doing like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Literally nothing. Like it, by the time I'd like given the, the money to charity and bought new stock, there was just nothing like for like 18 months. And a lot of people would have by that point been like, it's not working. It's, it's never going to, it's never going to grow. Like, and I was just so adamant i think towards the very end of say like the 18 month stage where it was still like it hadn't really gathered very it had gathered traction but it hadn't gathered traction where i ever thought we would be here where we are now i started to be like how much more time am i gonna have to give before i feel like i get some kind of movement and we it sounds really bad because we had lots of people saying it was amazing lots of people like sharing liking posts but i was like this is there's no way i could ever even financially support anything to do with this business more than like having it in my parents upstairs bedroom a few bits in the like do you know what i mean it on, on a little bit of like shelving that i built like <laughs> And obviously I wanted it to be more than that. I wanted to try and grow it into something where I was able to invest in different areas of helping people and having better stock. And it was, yeah, towards that end period that I did kind of start, but I had spent so long just, Mm -hmm. I mean, morning, noon and night, every day, every weekend, posting on Instagram, talking to people like, do I mean, just trying to get, yeah, just trying to get the thing, just trying to get it out there. Like you said, the evening standard, that was literally like weeks of me emailing people from, from the newspapers being like, Hey, like I used to email off boys get sad too at gmail.com. And like, I used to just send hundreds of emails. And I, I, when I remember when I got a uh, studio, I got Kyle at boys get sad com. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> celebrating those little wins, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But why were you so adamant? Because this is what, because like, to sort of like summarize what you just said, yeah. what I find so inspiring, so fascinating is like you have this sense of self-belief. Correct me if I'm wrong here. The sense yeah. of self-belief that like you know it's going to succeed. Yeah. Even if you have to, as you've just said, mm. send out hundreds of emails mm. to people, message people on Instagram, you sacrifice so much, yeah. but yet you still have that sense of belief of saying this is going to be success. Where yeah. does this come from, man? It was my, pa- my parents did one thing um, and it probably borderline delusion at times because they would like tell me I was the best at things that I was definitely not the best at. But I was always, as a kid, I was always told by my parents that like, if I wanted to do something, then... I could do it. Like there was always, I always, 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 always had that. Like if I was singing at school, then my mum would tell me that I was the best singer. And if I was trying to become a hockey player, my mum would be telling me that, oh my God, I'm going to be the best hockey player or whatever it was I wanted to do at the time. My parents were always like, you could absolutely be the best at that. Like, do you know what I mean? I remember I, I, I started like riding motorbikes at one point and like, I thought I was going to be like the next Valentino Rossi. And my parents were like, <laughs> if you put enough hard work in and if you really give it your all and you focus and like you do X, Y, Z, you can like hundred percent do it. And like, obviously 95% of that stuff, well, 99.99% of it was always not going to be. But like, I remember 
having the conversation with with my mum and we was at a bus stop and I told her that I'd come up with the, like the idea of doing Boys Get Sad too. And she was like, you're always saying to me like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. And I, I've got this idea or that idea. And she was like, do you know what? Like, you're always saying you want to do it and you can do it. But like you just know, like you're just not doing anything about it, and and, and like I was like, okay then, and like that kind of spurred me on then to be like probably she she kind of doubted me, but in a way that she knew it was gonna like trigger me into like doing something. But they always was like from the moment like get go, my mum was like, this is the best idea, like this is amazing, like like oh my god, I can't believe you thought of this, like. That, that was better. And I think that's just had me kind of like, I, I'm realistic with my capabilities and I know I'm not the best, but in my head, I go into every situation thinking like, I can, I can hundred percent do this. I can hundred percent do this. In, like, do you know what I mean? I, I don't see why boys get sad too. Can't be, do you know what I mean? Next to huge names in terms of like the, the, the streetwear fashion mm. thingy in my head. I, I There's no state, there's no, for people be like oh yeah but like realistically you're never gonna take it to this point and i'll be like this just that just never comes into my head yeah kind of boundaries i never put the boundaries in front of myself because i suppose like my parents were telling me that like i could become an opera singer when i was 12 (laughs) or whatever so like i was like just this whole thing of just never setting myself the boundary I, i remember my my dad always used to say that his nan um so my great nan used to say, there's no such like word as can't. I never want to hear you say I can't or I can't do this or I can't do that. Like in, we don't say the word can't like that. Just, 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 we just don't. Like, we always can, we'll find a way no matter what. And I think basically that was just drilled into me and I, I'm very, very, very fortunate. When was the moment you realised that you were onto something? We were still like, doing relatively no orders, very small. And I had a message from someone in Mexico and they were just basically like, seen your brand in Mexico, absolutely love it. Like I'm having a bit of a tough one at the moment. And I was searching like basically like hashtags or whatever. And I've stumbled across your page and like I've ordered a hoodie, whatever, which was like, what the hell? Like I remember seeing Mexico and being like, what? Like wow. this is going to be really expensive at the post office. And I think like, I <laughs> I spent more more getting the item to the post office than the whole order was like valued at because obviously Mexico so far, but I was just happy that I'd had an order from Mexico and he was just like, absolutely love it. I think this is amazing. And like greetings from Mexico, like stumbling across this has just made me think like every person that likes these posts or comments or whatever is like, having a similar experience to me. And it's nice to know that like other people care, like, and you know that by the fact that first of all, this is a brand. And second of all, there's people that are following, liking, commenting, like wearing the stuff. And like, it just makes you feel like there's other people out there just by, but just by looking at your Instagram. And I remember sitting there and being like, Mexico, like, I don't even think I've ever been on a holiday as far as somewhere (laughs) as Mexico, like, but an idea that I've had, has somehow randomly got to someone in Mexico and they've messaged me and been like, I just, I just love this. And it it's made me think about things differently. And the reason that I set out to do it had worked, but it worked like 
might like I don't even know how many miles it is to Mexico, but it's a long way. It's from. a long, long way. Yeah. I just thought that. Let's just say that. It's a lot of yeah, 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 yeah. And I just thought that, yeah, it's just an unbelievable experience to have an idea of like wanting to offer support in a way that was I never had any money, like I didn't have any experience. And like I I just wanted to do something. So do you know what I mean? I, I had to work with what I had in front of me to make a difference. So people would be like, the the people that would say like, oh, you can't do that. Like you 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 haven't got a budget or you're not a charity or you you haven't got any experience in the field to know that I like sat there and was like, I want to help this. Okay, I've come up with this idea. I've put them both together. I've worked really hard and I'm, I'm, I'm achieving it not only to loads of like people that had already messaged me, but like it's got to the, like Mexico now was just like mind, like mind blowing and enough for me to be like, wow, social media is unbelievably powerful in connecting us with other, other people. And like, to that point, I had like, I never outlaid a, a penny on marketing or anything like that. And to know that I could literally just sit on my phone and have an impact on other people's lives just by making Instagram squares and sharing them on a page that people would then read. And like, I mean, at this point we might've had like a couple hoodies and a couple t-shirts, mm. like to know that you can, you can have an impact. No, I totally get what you mean. It's sometimes like you kind of need those moments to realize, oh, right. Oh, snap. Yeah. What I'm doing here is making mass difference, like that order from Mexico, which is such a such a cool story, man. Such yeah, cool story. Because I'm surprised. Like, does that story then beat the times where, like, for example, I know Sadiq Khan, for example, supports your brand. Does that beat that? Yeah, yeah. Really? Um, yeah, I think so. I I, I think yeah. for me, for me, it's like there's certain standout moments in my head that are probably like quite insignificant in terms of their importance but from the outside of like what people would value as like milestones but for me it was like the important things because at the time they made me feel a certain way or it was something that I had in my head that was my goal or I'd kind of planned it to try and be like that so they were kind of significant milestones i remember the very very beginning someone like a family friend shared a post on facebook and someone reached out to me and was like i'm a business um uh, like a business coach and i think like what you're doing is amazing like would you like some free coaching sessions um and i was like of course like i'd maybe been doing boys get sad too like a couple weeks or maybe a bit longer, a couple months. And, um, I was like, yeah, like amazing. Like that sounds great. Like I'm, I'm not really a business person, but like, yeah, like I'll take any advice and help. And I remember it was basically all about planning. All her stuff was like, are you planning? Are you writing down your goals? Are you writing a list every single day? Are you ticking them off? Are you blocking your days out? And it was a lot about that. And I remember she said, what is your like six months to a year goal? And I remember saying, I really would love to get this to a point where we have an office. Like that was just in my head. Like, I wanted to get an office and I remember then getting the keys for the office and unlocking the door, like for the first time and walking in and being like, and it was tiny, like a little 350 square foot office and like being like, wow, it was in like a not very nice office block, like not expensive. There's no bougie waiting rooms or anything. <laughs> like your very budget standard office that 
had like you I mean lights and thingy, but nothing special. But I was like, to me, it was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Like, I mean, the door had like a little thing where you could slide it across, and it would say like meeting in progress, and then it would say like whatever open or whatever. And I remember being like sliding it across. The road like, <laughs> yeah, this is so snazzy. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is the best thing ever. And I remember thinking back. I messaged Lorna after and was like, oh, like I, I did it. Like, I think it was probably about a year later. Like. I, I've I, I, I worked towards it and yeah, it took me a bit longer than we said, like six months or whatever, but like I ended up getting there and she was like, oh my God, like, I can't believe like swell done you, like you've worked so hard. And I remember being like, this is just such a big moment for me to be able to like get it to this point. And I was just so proud, like that, I mean, for something that might've seemed, it's, I suppose it's probably reasonably significant part of anyone, any like entrepreneur's journey, but to have got there was like a massive thing in my head to be able to kind of like move it from being in our bedroom to, to yeah, that was just like a big moment, like for me, along with all the other kind of things. Yeah. No, completely. No, totally. I mean, I can actually imagine, I mean, I know, I think I read one of your blog posts, I think it was where it was, where you literally opened your office and stuff. And it was just crazy. Like from that and how you felt, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. crazy. It's crazy to kind of look back and like introspect, especially on this conversation. Like it's so fascinating in that sense. And mm. what, I, what I do want to know and trying to bring the audience here, bring the audience here is mm. oftentimes I think there's a lot of people out there who let's say are starting up a fashion brand, like what you did. Yeah. And probably are thinking like, what is like for you, like what, what is like the one golden rule for people pursuing similar passion? Like what is the one rule that you kind of keep to you so closely? Like, what is it? Um, so this is, this isn't even, um, just fashion brand, but we can, we can say business in general, I suppose the whole old age thing of like to be a businessman, you have to be really shrewd and all this, like you gotta be a certain way and quite kind of tough and I've never ever 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 in all all the three four years of doing boys get sad to ever operated the business in a way that I have compromised my um morals uh the way I like to treat people um the way I like to talk to people I have never ever compromised um my personal personality um my anything about myself, the way I conduct myself in my personal life, I have never compromised that to make a business decision or to do something ever. And you absolutely do not have to, to be successful or to grow something. You don't have to be cutthroat and step on people. And I mean, that's, that's going into like a people going out of their way to step on people, but even just like doing business with people and now oh, there's a supplier issue. And I mean, there's two types of people, someone that calls up and says, yeah, well, like what's the situation? What's worst case? Okay, cool. Like, do you know what? issues happen we'll just deal with it like work together and then there'd be the other people that are like well oh, this isn't good enough and da, da, da. i've just never ever tried well just i just it's just not it's just not me like it's just not me of course there's times where you have to have conversations like that might be difficult or that i don't want to have or that issues do arise and things need to be sorted out but i've never compromised my like willingness to be like we are both 
people and like yeah things are late or you know I mean I don't know one of our like suppliers had a baby and he was off for a bit and like he was like I'm really sorry this stuff's so late like do you know what I mean it's been a nightmare or whatever cool like do you know I mean it's, it's this is this is life we're, <laughs> yeah. we're humans first and we we do business and we run projects and we make and sell clothes and we do all this stuff second like we, we're, we're we're people first and i've always run it like that and i think the one thing of like when i know i speak to people and they're like wow how did you get that amazing deal and i've always been like oh i don't know and i've always just put it down to the fact that like i mean i, I like getting on the phone and if we're going to talk about business, of course, I'm going to ask you about what you did on the weekend and build a nice rapport with you. And do you know what I mean, almost like everyone I do like business with or works with us or has done projects with, I always like to almost like have extended like friendships with people and be able to chat to them. And do you know what I mean, interact with people on a personal level where like I actually like you so that's why we're gonna I mean I wouldn't like to work with people that I'm like yeah okay you're not a very nice person so I think people think that they're like to to be in business it's really scary and you have to be like very scary or you have to be super controlling or like you there's a certain way and it it just isn't at all in my opinion that's such a great message man yeah that's such a great message because I do agree with that because actually my mum and dad actually well they're retired now they're business people as well mm. and um you know my mum as well like she shows like I know what you mean like I think there's times where you have to have that tough conversation yeah however being true to yourself being true authentic is the best way forward because yeah. by being your true self you allow others more importantly to be to be their true selves as well you know yeah so I think, you know, I, I definitely agree with that massively. I think that's a, hopefully those, you know, who are listening would you know, take that advice. And yeah. to leave it off this conversation, um, what does passion mean to you? Uh, passion to me is, I think the own, the only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning willingly is when I feel like I have passion or I am passionate about something. So that is like, probably sounds very cliche, but it's like, if I'm not passionate about it, I find it very hard. So passion is my reason to, like, if you know what I mean, the reason to do something. I'm, I mean, maybe it's my ADHD traits, but if I'm not, if there is no passion, then I find it very hard to focus keep going so that it's 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 essentially the thing that makes me do something do you know what i mean like i just i just would struggle to do anything and i have struggled in the past and felt like very low in mood at times when i've done jobs or i've i mean been at school whatever where i haven't been passionate about it yeah, it's just not, it's not a good place for me to be in that mode of like doing things that I'm not passionate about. Definitely. I mean, you found your passion. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I can tell from this whole conversation, you're so passionate about what you're doing. And yeah. I just have to say, I, I salute you by how, Thank you, very much. you know, how committed you are to, to your business and how committed you are to your passion. And I think I hope mm. everyone else is, you know, so Carl, yeah. this has been such a pleasure interviewing you. So thank, thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thank you for having me.
Thank you so much for listening to that episode of In Pursuit of Passion, produced by Empart Media and hosted by myself, Hamish Hallett. I really hope you learned so much from Kyle and his pursuit of his passion. You can find out all of his links down below in the episode bio, such as Boys Get Sad 2 and his own personal journey. Until the next episode of In Pursuit of Passion, keep pursuing that passion and see you in the next one.